Hello, everybody. We got a new face here today. Oh, first of all, welcome to the Smothered Possession podcast. This is number five, and I am Lawson, joined here with the new face, Lucas English. Well, hello. And of course, Seth Thompson, as always, our wonderful I'm director. Back. He's back. He's not going anywhere. No. No, no. I, think he might I tried here. to fire him. And he won't. <laughs> back. I think it might be his. Good luck. Oh, man. So... Let's, let's just check in. How you both doing tonight? We just had a fantastic session. First session with Lucas here. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun with this. Playing a very authoritative character. Have you ever have you ever been in, in quite a position of power before? Like in a production, like as a character, or like in real life? Yes. <laughs> uh, as both. a as a character, no. Um, I actually do. Uh, I actually do security work on the side for uh, like anime conventions and things like that. For some reason, someone saw it necessary or reasonable to put me in charge of like 5,000 people at a Look, time. those cosplayers get violent when man, you deal with their anime. You have it's no true. idea, man. <laughs> They're quite passionate. But that's great for those of you who don't know. If by chance you're coming into this for the first time and you've never heard of Smothered whatsoever, first of all, if it's released... Go check that out. If it's not, go check out some of our other episodes to stay up to date on everything like that. But he's playing Police Chief Lance. And I have to say, you seem to have a lot of fun with the delivery of when it comes time to be tired. Now, you work in production, right? You work in, oh, you work yeah. in film, so you know all about being exhausted, right? Yeah, no, um, normally I work like props, special effects, art department things that Trust me, I know what it's like to be there an hour before everyone else and an hour after everyone leaves. Absolutely. Tired is my all lifestyle. The, all the props and it's five o'clock in the morning. You went five hours over the allotted wrap time and whatnot. Yeah, bags under my eyes are my aesthetic. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my go-to. That's how I roll. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the shades, man. They cover the bags. <laughs> but uh, so you've acted before, as you just said. What has a lot of your experience been so far? So the vast majority of my acting experience has been through community theater. Growing up, I didn't do sports or anything like that, as this fabulous bullfighter physique can attest to. For about 10, 12 years, I actually did community theater. And uh, yeah, I used to do like four or five shows a year. That was like my entire thing. Okay. Are there, cool. any, are there any roles in particular that has stood out with you that you keep with you that you think that was, that was very special for X reason? Or just what are some of the favorite roles that you've done before? Uh, yeah, so one of my absolute favorite roles that I've done in the past was uh, it was a production of Seussical. For those who don't know, it's, it's like someone took all the Dr. Seuss books and turned them into a musical. Um, I love children's entertainment, and um, I actually got to be Horton the Elephant, That's which awesome. is the, uh, the main character of that show. Yeah. For me, it was like, one of, if not the biggest part I ever got. I enjoyed the songs a lot. No, and um, I think it was like one of the last shows I ever got to work on with both my mom and my dad. Oh, um, really? Like both of them were super involved, but I think they, that was kind of the They pinnacle. act as well? Or they're just involved in, in theater or, or the well, performing arts as well? My mom actually passed on a couple of years ago, and I'm, I'm kind of carrying that flame through doing props and set decoration stuff. And uh, my dad was super into building the sets growing up. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Mm. Where did you do community theater? Like, what area? Uh, so most of what I did was in the uh, Prince George's County area. Okay. Um, I was with, uh, the main group was Prince George's Little Theater. They actually just went on an uh, indefinite hiatus recently. Yeah. A lot, there were a couple groups in, uh, in Bowie, some in D.C. All right. So a little bit of everywhere. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. 
What um, about this in particular feels different from anything you've done before, if it feels different from anything you've done before? I've done a couple of professional acting gigs, uh, just like minor commercial things. I don't think I've ever done actual voiceover work before. Very cool. So yes. that seems to be a recurring That's thing. That's a consensus. Yeah, here. that yeah. seems to be a consensus, which is awesome. Yeah, it's one of my it's one of my personal favorite uh, forms of of performing and whatnot. I think that it's a lot of fun. Obviously, what uh, what are some of the people who you who have inspired you or that you've emulated when it comes to this particular role? So it's it's a little bit of a combination of a bunch of things. Um, for me, like I love listening to like the old radio shows, which is part of the reason I was so excited to get into this. Like, uh, especially loved like Dragnet. So, Sergeant mm-hmm. Joe Friday by uh, I think Jack Webb is the voice actor for him. Okay. Um, I was looking at that. I was also looking to try to capture that kind of no nonsense but father figure esque kind of, I guess, command that like Captain Holt has on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm I trying. Can... I'm. I'm. Not, I'm failing. I don't have no. his, his no, glorious he's not. voice. He's no, not. no, it's good. He's it's doing good. fantastic. Trying. He's. He's definitely you. You delivered tonight. There, there are a few lines that <laughs> we had a lot of tripped up on some lines. <laughs> I don't know right what happened. Oh my God. Yeah, it's right here. Need I remind you both of the massive stack? <laughs> I have in my bags. Stacks. Um, stacks on stacks of cases. All right, here we go. Denny's baby, endless. Run it again. Oh, God. And that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Oh, Never again, me- please. No, the memories. Delete it. <laughs> Delete it. I also have to use that. Have to, I also have to use that excerpt right here about it. So how are you feeling about this whole process? If it's as detrimental as you claim it is to the court's case against Joukowsky. <laughs> <laughs> that runs. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely be putting in the, that last line. That I would say that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I, I hope that, you know, aside from all of that, I mean, it was, there were some hurdles, but we got over it and all the material we got tonight was, was stellar. And oh, I'm having a blast with I, you guys. Um, that's great to hear, really, because for those of you who want to get into this, especially when it comes to something as intimate as studio work, where you have a performer on a lot of people will say on the other side of the glass because in a lot of vocal booths and a lot of recording studios, you have a control room where you're recording everything and then the performance space. Uh, your actor, your performer, your musician, whatever you will, their comfort is of the utmost importance because that means that they will give but also be willing to give the best possible performance. So so knowing that means that we've been we've been doing a great job, which is always reassuring, and I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, so what we what we did tonight, we had a we had a few lines that were I mean, there's is a mouthful, man. I mean, oh, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of pressure that comes with that particular role because I, I feel as though everybody, especially when they're put into a position, they're, they're they're thrust into it, whether it's like a supervisor position somewhere or it's actually being uh, the boss of somebody somewhere wherever it is. I feel as though not a lot of people will expect it or want it, but it's just they end up being qualified for it. Well, actually, um, kind of speaking to that, just from my experience like with doing security on the side, mm-hmm. um, and I say security, it's, it's basically just glorified public safety, don't do that, or line up right, over there. Right. But um, I think in terms of like gaining authority, 
like, yeah, some people definitely kind of stumble into it blindly or it's yeah, trust Some people them, seek it, of course. It's I, I think the real mark behind like the success of that is whether or not they run towards it and embrace it. Definitely. Do you feel as though the character Chief Lance ran towards it and embraced it? I think so. I think so. Um, it's been difficult to try to find that like strict disciplinarian kind mm-hmm. of like, hey, I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I'm just a little disappointed right now. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, I definitely wanted to come across as more of, like, almost a father figure, some kind of, like, patriarchal figure in that in that group. Yeah. yeah. And I think it makes perfect sense that you're not as authoritarian with these two. I think you would be with lesser, you know, people lesser on the lower on the totem pole within the precinct. But with those two, I agree completely. That was, that was my take. And we had talked about it earlier, I think, when you were out here setting something up or something. But we were talking about the character a little bit earlier. And, yeah, I, I think that he does have a... Uh, there is a certain connection. He still wants them to do their work and like, let's get through this. But like, come on, guys. He but he has them. a little bit of he has a little bit of uh, love for both of them. Yeah. I think you know. No, I mean, I, w- when working with them for a while, they know how to. It's like any relationship. Even if you don't really try, sometimes if you know the person, you you unintentionally will push their buttons or yeah. something like that, or something that you do will be more of an impact than say strangers will. Until you really get to know somebody, and and because everybody in the story is is pressured has so much pressure on their shoulders to to you know to deliver having that balance between mm, we can't I, you got you need to have that sort of inspirational figure mm-hmm. and whatnot but it's also just a matter of making sure they get the job done exactly and, and, so, and that's what's nice because you're not their buddy and I don't think yeah. it's coming across in your through your performance that you're their buddy you're still their boss but that you still have there's there's still a connection there. I think it's a it's a cool little dynamic we got going. Oh yeah, no, and I mean so. I've I've definitely tried to draw some experiences from people I've known mm-hmm. throughout throughout my work history of you know, being that I'm gonna make it a very friendly, very affable yeah. work environment, but definitely you're gonna get your work done. Right. Like we're not gonna I don't wanna have words with you at the end of the day. Exactly. That's the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think it's coming across well. Please consider checking out our Indiegogo campaign to support the creation of this piece. The campaign title is Smothered, an arcade production, Campaign 3. The designated link will be available in the description. Again, thank you so much. So what is it about Chief Lance that people can relate to? I think I think one thing that people could definitely relate to with Chief Lance, I think we've touched on it quite a bit, is... How do you how do you exercise authority, be it in a law enforcement role or you know even just in a fa- in a family dynamic mm. of where you know how light of a touch do you really need to get the point across, but still have a place where people want to come back to every day? Yeah, the- I think I think a lot of people, regardless of where they are in an organization or like a social group or something, I think everyone has that sense of. This is more or less where I am in the group, and this is how I should act towards others. Okay, I, I feel as though that's there's uh, where it's it's that rapport or where I am in the chain of command. How I should talk to this person versus how I should talk mm-hmm. to this person. Yeah. Relationships mean yeah. so much, but the other big thing I, I think that you kind of touched on right there, delivery. Uh, we we mentioned in a previous episode about even if you don't seem like it or it's not you as a person, if you're really stressed or something like that, you might seem more off-putting mm. or, you know, you might be a little bit more short with somebody. And then it's all about, uh, you know, am I am I being a jerk 
or is this the proper way that I should say this to this person? It's all it's all a game, really. When it yeah, comes I mean, to that I have form I have an communication. uncle. I have an uncle that refers to it as as repackaging. Mm-hmm. Like there's a right. truth you're not going to want to hear it, but so, I got to figure out the way yeah, to make it palatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely an approach you can make it where it's you can say the same thing. But you can maybe be a little bit more sympathetic exactly, about it. Exactly. Maybe you can be a little bit more understanding. It's not just you know. Or you have to say something mean, but you don't want to sound like a jerk, right? I mean, you can't you can't just walk up to someone and say, "Hey, damn, you have an ugly baby." <laughs> you can't do that. It's like, oh, oh so did you see the game the other day? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I said, that's that's definitely more of what I should have come for. <laughs> so about about this piece, this is something that I've been asking everybody so far. Um, if this was something that a friend of yours, or you're at the bar or anything like that, and you mentioned this to them, and they ask about it, and they would ask you, "Oh, why should I listen to it? What would you why What would you say to them?" Honestly, I'd have to say, "Why not?" Um, I was I was always a fan of like radio plays and dramas and things like that, where there is no visual medium for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we've definitely lost in this current day and age. Looking at it as like, well, you listen to podcasts, right? What about what about something along the same lines, but it's just strictly like a fictional narrative, right? They tell a story. Yeah, mm. it's almost like we're doing a radio show without the radio. It's it's weird trying to have to like convince people or tell people about it, where it's like imagine a radio show, a radio what? Yeah, and then you imagine have to explain a podcast, that. but it's it's a drama, it's a show. And then you mentioned say I I find that probably one of the most, if not the most well known radio play would be you know War of the Worlds, and then oh, everybody yeah, would say yeah. oh yeah the movie no no <laughs> no 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 um, I I would say if nothing else, what always seems to get people's attention more than anything nowadays. So uh, I'm I'm working on this uh, podcast. It's like a ra- it's like a radio show. It's a nice narrative drama. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I mention there's murder? Murder. <laughs> Did I mention there's a mystery that's yeah. unfolding with every episode? <laughs> Tell me more. I mean, that's that's how I've gotten yeah. a couple people just like chatting right. up a bit. It's it's that's a that's just a logline that gets anybody every time. Is it's like this happened here and. Yeah. What's gonna happen next? Ooh, yeah, and that's 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 classic. Set them up to, and then just give them enough to to reel them in, and then so they can actually indulge in the story. What are you looking forward to with with the remainder of this this time on this production? What are you what are you hoping to uh, achieve? What are you hoping to do with the character? I mean, is there anything you'd like to gain personally from it? I'm curious. Uh so. Uh, in terms of the production, I remember uh, I pretty much stopped doing theater and performance arts altogether when I went to college, which I went to school for film, ironically enough. I've been looking for an, a, a re- not necessarily a reason, but a way to get back into the performing arts. Yeah, This has been a really great kind of channel for that. Um, in terms of the character, what I'd really like to do is I want to I do more work on getting back into acting and working on that craft again. For the police chief himself... I really want to get across kind of a, a warmer feeling, I guess, by the end of it. Of hey, you know, I, you guys are just fighting me the whole dang way about this. There's other things I want done. There's my objectives and your objectives, yeah. and how do I reconcile that? Right. How That's, can you how can you make everyone happy when most likely somebody somebody's 
going to suffer. But again, another thing where it comes to leadership, I find is that how is it that we can get as close to a zero sum gain as possible, mm-hmm. where everyone somewhat wins, or yeah, I mean, you know, nobody's harmed by it. Life, life is really a series of compromises, and honestly, I'd, I'd like to see what I can do with it to kind of put that into this. Cool. Like, man. how do I how do I convey that in a very human way? Yes, yeah. definitely. I think that's something that anybody can relate to, is how can how can I do this? How can I compromise without hurting myself or anybody around me way too much? Exactly. And how that's something into, we ask ourselves every day. And how do I put into a character that there there is dialogue for already? It's already scripted. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I convey that? That's, right. that's a great challenge Using I'm looking the, forward to the, finishing. The words as the vehicle for it, especially those phrases that you just really fell in love with tonight. Like <laughs> this one. <laughs> If it is detriment, if it is as detriment, if it's as detriment, <laughs> detrimental. Oh. It's making me detrimental. Ah. <laughs> One yeah. last question for you, Mr. English. Go for it. Is there a Lucas for every language? And if so, is there a Latin one is, and are they dead? I'm not at liberty made, to discuss an ongoing investigation at this time. I, I appreciate your question, though. I just made all Latin teachers cringe right now. <laughs> just a little bit, I think. Okay. Well, I think we're going to call it there. Seth, you, <laughs> you look it's like been yes. a It's been a journey. Has it? <laughs> it's, it's been, been quite the journey. <laughs> no, it has been detrimental. It's been detrimental is all out. Uh, no, no, no. Um, this is... This is another great recording session, and actually, it was a, it was a lot of fun to work with you. And looking forward to getting you back in here and finishing up this character. It's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to the next time I'm in. Yeah, yeah, man. All looking forward to it. Thank you for viewing this. Thank you so much again for all that you've done and all that you will do for both of you. Thank you for listening or watching, whichever you prefer. Please. As always, follow Arcade Productions on all the socials. Links down below. Not not physically, maybe, but you know, you know I mean, where it is. I, I could see it. I could see it. I could here. put it down there. There's some <laughs> links down there. Yeah, they're right they're right there. But yeah. Right, right here. <laughs> but thank you so much again. We'll see you on the next episode. Whoa.